If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. It's easy like Monday morning. Good new week to you and good recap of football to you. This is the AM Drive on 12 on Sports Live presented by Buttercloth. Buttercloth offers the world's most comfortable shirt, which features a cool mint, especially like 60% mint, which also repels odors at the same time. It looks like a Sunday morning, but feels like a Friday night. Buttercloth. Be sure to go to MikeAndAaronDrive.com, tap the Buttercloth logo to shop again. The world's most comfortable shirt. Aaron, you kind of teased us on Friday about what's going to happen Monday for this segment. So just tell me about Buttercloth, and I think you have a little announcement for us. Well, first of all, I feel obligated as, my, as a duty to protect our sponsors and, and correct you and say that it looks like a Friday night and feels like a Sunday morning, not the other that. way around. <laughs> you don't want your shirt to feel like a Friday night because it's all sweaty and dingy yeah. and pit stainy in the club. And No, you want it to feel like a Sunday morning. And, uh, and I tell you what, it does because <gasps> our shirt is here. I just took it out of the box. Got it. Fresh. Look at that. That's that baby blue. We got the pinstripes. I know I'm blocking my mic a little bit here, but man, I will tell you what, it is cold. It feels cold and it is incredibly soft. I want to check out the six-way stretch here though. I haven't done that yet. So let's check out the six-way stretch. Oh yeah, it def definitely, you can see it. You can see it right there on the video. Ooh. I can almost feel that myself. Yeah, that's pretty sexy. I'm not going to lie. I can't wait to wear this to work on Wednesday, my first day back to work. Ooh. So uh, we're going to get, we'll have to get that under an iron, but um yeah, if you want to buy yours as well, just head over to MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Tap the Buttercloth logo. They are having a sale uh, right now on some of their products, I believe. Uh, I know that a lot of people have have contacted me and you know, say, hey, you know, 100 bucks for a shirt. I know that's a lot of money, but right now you can get a few for in the $60 to $65 range. And I understand it. I'm the same way as other people. You know, like a lot of my shirts are from like JCPenney's and <laughs> TJ Maxx and you know, while they're effective, I don't feel like they're as comfortable or they're as, uh, let's see, what's the, what's the word? You can We can move around very easily. So flexible. I'm, I'm ready to engage in the buttercloth life, um, but I do, I, I may have to grab some sale shirts too as well. They're on sale right now. So again, MikeAndAaronDrive.com, tap the buttercloth logo and get shopping today for the world's most comfortable shirt. It's funny how we used to say click and now we say tap. I just... How to be modern with it, but yeah. It depends okay. on if you're on the phone or on the computer, so. Yeah. It's both, it's user-friendly, though. And speaking of Buttercloth, Mike said it first is presented by Buttercloth. I just want to mention, I know we had a great weekend of college football, NFL's coming up, but LeBron lives rent-free somehow, some way. On my Facebook page, I'm looking through, and I've seen this over the past week or more, now, the Lakers have a 2012 All-Star saying, boy, you guys are laughing emoji. You guys are funny with that. Because I feel like if this were Kawhi's team, like the Clippers, no one would be laughing so hard because no one would feel threatened by Kawhi. They would feel threatened by LeBron James of winning again. And just because he makes it to the finals and loses does not mean he's lost again. It means, once again, he's run through the NBA again reached another team design only to not stop the NBA, but to stop him. So with that being said, I cannot wait for King James to prove people wrong because heavy is the game that wears the crown. Aaron, your thoughts? Yeah, it is pretty incredible. You just said LeBron lives rent-free. We just had a, a full week of college football, and yet you open up the week with Mike said it first and LeBron James. Like, we just had – how many games in college football? We just had incredible upsets. We had incredibly top top 25 matchups. 
We had uh, my boy Mackenzie Milton, the most inspirational story I've seen in years in college football. And you come with LeBron James? Yeah. Put people LeBron, in their place. LeBron lives rent-free in your head, Mikey. You're absolutely Whoa. right. You nailed it right on the head. It backfired. Sorry, buddy. Anyways. Um, I also want to mention, Aaron, I don't know why this name just escaped my brain, but a Patriots wide receiver did pass away at a pretty young age, I believe, over the weekend. Yes, David Patton. David Patton. So he was 46 or 47, died in a motorcycle accident. Oh, so motorcycles, that, that's a rough way, but we're not going to speculate on the death. We're seeing on my old show, I had a thing called Five Seconds of Silence to Pay Respects. But David Patton, this one's for you. And now let's get to our best and worst of the weekend. And remember to use our website, theamdrive.com, for past shows, among other things. You want some merch like the awesome hoodie that Aaron's wearing? Amdrive.online. Oh, yeah, he is wearing it. I forgot that. Check that bad boy out right there, AM Drive. Look at that logo. That's that's fresh. My headphone fell off. I feel like an idiot. I said yeah, that, no. that, that hoodie is fresh, and, and the weather's starting to break here, so we may have to pop out pop out the hoodies. It was actually getting cool in Georgia locally here, so that was kind of interesting. Also, comments, suggestions, or sponsorship. We love talking your stuff. We love buying your stuff. So 120ZAMDrive at gmail.com. Now let's get to our best and worst of the weekend. Aaron, let's start with the worst per usual, as always, and say the best for last. What is your worst of the weekend, Mr. Aaron? All right, my worst of the weekend also stays in college football. This is going to be a very college football-centric show, obviously. We had we had seven months off or eight months off, however many you want to, you want to, you want to call it. And uh, we had an action-packed weekend, which I think makes college football great again. Uh, but my worst of the weekend was six FBS programs. Ooh. Now, if you're not familiar with FBS versus FCS, remember the old Division One versus Division Two, the haves and the have-nots. Six, six FBS programs were beaten at home by FCS schools. Down here for you. Uh, started on September second. UC Davis walked into Tulsa and beat them, nineteen to seventeen. Was it Tulsa or Tulane? Tulsa. Tulane played Oklahoma. I can just watch you sometimes. <laughs> Eastern Washington here in Las Vegas walked in and beat UNLV 35-33 in double overtime. Ooh, uh, you have, yeah, they're 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 over unders one and a half, and I'm taking the under. Um South Dakota State on September 3rd walked into Colorado State and beat them 42 to 23. Beat them by almost that's, 20 points. That's a beat down. September 4th on Saturday. Uh, Holy Cross walked into U Connecticut and beat him 38-28. Holy and Cross! Holy Cross, holy crap, UConn shut your program down. Uh, September 4th, this one, these are the two arguable ones here, so we'll, we'll have to argue this here maybe with Cody uh, Jansen on Tuesday or, or sometime in the week here. Uh, Montana walks into Washington, number 20 Washington, and beats him 13-7, number 20 in the nation. And beats him 13 to 7. That's a bad look on brand new coach Jimmy Lake. I can tell you that. I do want to say about that game I was watching when Cody told us about it. They not only had the backup quarterback come in on third down and convert it, they also sealed it with an interception. So Washington had their chances and they flat out crapped their pants cold. Seven points against an FCS school. Hey, I, I give UConn crap. They scored at least four touchdowns. So. Uh, so the question really is, is that the worst loss of the weekend? Or you have East Tennessee State who walked into Vanderbilt and beat them 23-3. to An SEC program. All hail the SEC. 23-3. to East Tennessee State put the whooping on the mm. Vanderbilt. So which loss is worse in your opinion? Montana 13-7 to uh, over Washington or East Tennessee State 23-3 to over Vanderbilt? I'm going to say Montana because Vanderbilt is never going to be ranked for a long time. They are the they are the bottom feeders of the SEC. But they are they are bad. Um I think that Washington had their the fact they had their chances and flat out didn't just didn't capitalize was pretty bad. That's fair. But, All right. So what's your worst of the weekend? 
Oh, this was fun. I actually found out this out this morning what this was going to be. Fox Sports NFL fan bracket on Twitter where the Chargers as a fan base won over the Patriots. Really? Now, tell me how that's possible unless this thing lasted like unless it was a 12-hour poll. Because I didn't know what was happening. I know what happens every year, but they never tell you when it's going to happen until like it just happens in your face. How the heck do the Los Angeles Chargers have more or better fans than the Patriots? <laughs> so stupid. Well, two things with that is, like you said, you know, are all fans paying attention to this poll when it, you know, it's not released super publicly? And and the flip side is, well, the poll is controlled by the NFL, and the NFL is basically a, its own form of government. The NFL will put out whatever public relations material they want. So not only does this a win for the Chargers who need it after basically abandoning San Diego, it fires up Patriots fans and fires up the biggest Patriot fan, Michael Carvelis. Oh, yeah, now, now that Brady's going, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fair Aaron, enough. what is your best? My best of the weekend, and this is obviously pretty simple. It, it uh, didn't happen until the end of the weekend, but uh, former UCF quarterback off of multiple knee surgeries, transfers to Florida State and enters the game late in the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter, <laughs> only because the starting quarterback's helmet popped off. No injury, no poor performance, even though you can argue that Jordan Travis played very average. Enters the game and leads the game-tying comeback drives. Two drives to get them up at 38 with the number nine fighting Irish. Leads the game into overtime, leads them into a field goal. That whole debacle with the field goal, icing the kicker, was kind of a mess. But hmm. I, I think Mackenzie Milton just grabbed the starting job for the rest of the season. And uh, it's just, that's my best of the week. I mean, to be able to come back after, I think it was 1,018 days uh, between games and just make it look like he never he never missed any time. Incredible. I know I'm a homer for this one, but I don't think anybody in the world can find something bad to say about this kid. It is AM Drive personal agenda, too, because we both kind of said he should be the starting quarterback before the weekend. Agreed. My best of the weekend is, this is actually a good one. Well, I believe it was Saturday night. No, it was last night. I, these things are – these Darlington races in NASCAR are annoying because one's play race on Saturday, one's race on Sunday. Denny Hamlin randomly started slowing down the final turn against and Darlington in the first playoff race of like 10. And Kyle Larson shoots up the racetrack to try to pass him. Hamlin blocks him. Larson is pounding the wall trying to get by this guy because the high line is the best and he can't do it. And Hamlin holds off Larson to win in a dramatic finish at Darlington for to take hold of the playoffs in week one. Well, race one, whatever you want to call that. Okay, Aaron, take us to the next segment, please. Well, let's go ahead and grab a quick commercial break here, actually. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and grab a quick commercial break here. Let's the sponsors pay some bills here. Uh, on the other side, on the next segment, like you talked about, we are going to recap college football. So much to talk about. Top 10 matchups, top 5 matchups, top 25 matchups, and even matchups outside of those rankings that provided some great entertainment. It is the AM Drive here, presented by 12 Ounce Sports. Catch us on the socials, which are right up there. I will Now that we're five days a week, I'm going to get, get control of this. AM mm -hmm. Drive TV. We are going to be back in just a few minutes. Hit us to a commercial break here. <laughs> To my bookie, you're ready to create an account and start making money, and we're here to help. And remember, you can get a bonus of up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Now you're ready to bet. Just go to mybookie.ag, visit the sports book, click on your bet, and input the amount you want to risk or win in the bet slip. Yes, it's that easy. Just remember. At my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Your favorite college at fanatics.com, the largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Let's face it, your shirt sucks. This is your average dress shirt. It serves one purpose and it doesn't even do a good job at it. They're stiff, scratchy, hot, and wrinkle like they were made to. 
This is the Icy Cotton shirt from Buttercloth, and it's gonna make you rethink every shirt in your closet. Buttercloth shirts are designed to look like a Friday night, but feel like a Sunday morning. So stop buying those marked up luxury brand dress shirts only to be let down when they feel like every other shirt. Buttercloth shirts are made with the finest long fiber cotton that feels soft and smooth against your skin. It's like you're being cuddled by a bunch of adorable puppies. Long fiber cotton produces luxuriously soft fabric that naturally keeps you cool in the summer and warm in the winter. I've never felt more comfortable in my life. Icy Cotton by Buttercloth takes it one step further. This revolutionary shirt is literally infused with mint fibers that make the fabric cool to the touch. Mint is also a natural odor repellent, so you'll smell nice and fresh all day long. Can't smell a thing. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. All right, and welcome back to the AM Drive here with Mike and Aaron on 12 Ounce Sports. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. They are right up there in the corner at AM Drive TV. Yeah, I kind of threw Mike for a loop here uh, <laughs> in the first segment. We were going to skip the commercial. Our best of the our best and worst of the weekend ran a little long. We we're going to skip the commercial, but I had to blow my nose, so... Uh, um, had to go to a little bit of a commercial there. Back, hopefully, you guys took in all of the great commercials and are ready to spend some money on the sponsors. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Speaking of sponsors, we're gonna, we are sponsored by Fanatics, which is right here down in this corner. Which, if you are looking for that college or NFL gear, now that they're both going to be in full swing for you or that fan in your life, Fanatics has got you covered. Every team, every league, they got the apparel and merchandise to ensure that you and yours are showing your team pride each and every game day. Please use our special promotional link at MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Click the Fanatics logo. The one that you see right there in the corner is also available at Mike and Aaron Drive. Click that, and it'll take you right to the Fanatics page, and you can get shopping for anything and everything you need to make your game day special. Once again, visit MikeAndAaronDrive.com. <clears throat> Click the Fanatics logo and get shopping today. They also have a 30% off sale going on right now with promo code BRAND. But again, click our link first because we're the ones who told you about it. Confirmed. Yes. <laughs> All right. Also, don't forget, we are going to give away an NFL shirt just like we did at 500 followers. We're going to give away another NFL shirt at 800 Twitter followers. If we can get to 800 by Thursday night's week two game. Thursday night's week two. So the full, full week one, right? Yeah. If we can get to 800 Twitter followers, we're going to give away two. NFL shirts to two lucky Twitter followers. Again, our, our socials are right there on Twitter at AM Drive TV. Follow us, tell your friends to follow us, and you could win an NFL shirt from Fanatics of your favorite team. We already uh, 
sent one out to Z Barnett NBA, Zach Barnett. Z Barnett Naba. <laughs> yeah, as you like to call him, Z Barnett Naba. But um, uh, I think his his Jonathan Taylor shirt is in route to his Coach house. In, in I guess there are two of them out there. There's got to be. I knew there was had to be someone besides me. <laughs> Follow pity fans. All right, let's talk about these college football games. And you've got number one versus number 14 right there on the board. Bama embarrasses Miami. I couldn't have said it better myself. Right out of the gate, Miami looked like a high school football team. Maybe they should have played Bishop Sycamore, Mike. Well, I'm. Mean, that's we're going to talk about that tomorrow too, by the way, right? We're going to talk some Alabama football tomorrow, yes. I know you've, you've made like some Bishop bold Sycamore declarations. Too. You've made some bold declarations uh, on Sunday night or Saturday night. Bishop Sycamore's their the, their own players are going back and forth about whether they're real school or not. That's also that's funny too. But regardless, Bryce Young, holy cow, dude! I mean, wow, four touchdowns, and I had Miami plus nineteen point five. So don't ever rely on me. Ever. You were dead in the second quarter. <laughs> that was bad. I, uh, I took I took the Miami first half. That was dead, too. I thought maybe Miami mm. would come out with a pulse uh, in this game. It's just, I don't know. It's Miami. I mean, I'm sorry, Alabama. Every year they get these games where you're like, oh, well, maybe Florida State can cover. Oh, well, maybe Notre Dame can cover these big numbers. Oh, maybe Texas A&M can cover these. Saban and the Tribe does it every time. They just put the hurt on these teams. And the, the thing I love the most is when it was like, 31 to 13 or 40, 41 to 13 going into the fourth. He's still coaching. He's still getting on these players. He's still, he's still just as fired up as a guy who's in a, in a dog fight with any team. I love yeah. it. I, it keeps Sorry. these guys focused from the opening snap to the final whistle. And, uh, you know, now that he's got the ability to have the boosters pay players, I don't think we'll ever see anybody challenge them again. The question I have, Mike, Right now, after one week of college football, would you take Alabama if you're betting on them to win the national championship, or would you take the field? I'm actually answering that in, the, in our very next topic with George and Clemson. Okay, we'll answer it and lead us into that one. Okay. I'm very disappointed that I did pick Georgia before the season because Kirby Smart, having that score in that game, I don't care if you did win, it was 10-3. to 3. It's unacceptable. But I'm sticking with it. So I guess the field would include Georgia. I'll, I'll take Georgia. It's it's very tough. I, I uh, it's hard not to take Bama after that after that win. But you're right. If anybody looked as good as Alabama did, I know it's only ten to three, and I and I know you're gonna give them crap. And and you nope. you hyped up JT Daniels so much on last week's show, but um, I think that's a, an impressive victory. One defensive touchdown, sacking DJ Ugo, what, seven times was it? Seven times. I think it's just an impressive of a victory there, in my opinion. Now, is it 44 to 13? No. But, but is it Clemson and not Miami? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're all still high on Clemson. I think Clemson's going to remain a top 10 team when the new rankings Ooh. come out. Well, no, I, I agree with that. Honestly, you've kind of got on my side with they're going to remain a top 10 team. I'm actually going to shock you with my rankings. But I think – um. It was just a classic game of conservative garbage which with great defense is what Georgia does. You know, J.T. Daniels completed 22 passes for how much? He, how many yards do you think he had? About 112? 135 yards on 22 completions. That's crazy, isn't it? It's really sad. I think 22, 22 completions to 11 different receivers. Sheesh. So, yeah, hey, the leading he, receiver had 43 yards. They obviously didn't trust him. And during the game, we're hearing how he's got adversity issues. I'm like, get out of here with this crap. The crazy thing <laughs> is, is, is Clemson just couldn't establish the run, which when, when that happens, you know, Georgia's defense just pins their ears back. I mean, 23 carries for Clemson, two yards. Ooh, the whole game? 23 carries for two yards. Now, a lot of that was Uagalele's U- uh, sack total, but their leading rusher had 10 Ooh. yards. Leading rusher for Clemson, one carry, ten yards. Lynn J. Dixon. Then that might not even be the um. That I don't think that includes sacks. Then it has to be just rushing. I think it. I think in college it includes sacks. I could be wrong, but wow, that's 
Dabo has some answers because his defense, like the Brett Venables guy, has his defense playing well, and they just flat out had no pulse on offense. Like Georgia's defense was great. Don't get me wrong, but that cannot happen. Well, Georgia gave that game to them, and they just didn't do anything with it. You look at you look at DJ's uh, you know career starts. You know the game against Notre Dame, he didn't win, but he played really well. Do we compare Notre Dame to Georgia in terms of the defensive prowess? I mean, Georgia's defense is gonna, is going to be what what keeps them in games. In my opinion, I don't think I think Zamir White has a long way to come as far as taking the reins of the the, the talented Georgia Bulldog uh, legacy. And you're way higher on JT Daniels than I have ever been. Well, apparently I'm not because after hearing the crap I did and after seeing the crap that I did, I cannot be too high on this guy because obviously Kirby Smart doesn't even trust him. This is worse than what Stetson Bennett did against Alabama last year. I don't – you have like three tight ends who are like the Burton kid and apparently they're new freshmen who are like really good tight ends, and you can't even throw the ball five yards past the line of scrimmage. They go and trust J.T. Daniels. I can't trust him now. Well, the good thing for Georgia is they get to skip Alabama this year. Now they <laughs> they they will have to face what Florida and the East. Okay. I mean, they it's have to not Auburn or no. Uh, they do play Auburn in uh, in Auburn, and then they have Florida. The rest of their schedule is just cake, in my opinion. You got Arkansas yep. at Vanderbilt versus South Carolina. They get UAB. Uh, next week, nothing, nothing. Charleston Southern. Watch well, out for Vanderbilt, though, man. They don't play around. Yeah, they don't play at all. <laughs> they don't play at all. Just ask East Tennessee State. I don't know. You're right. I mean, Georgia Bulldogs. There's a strong chance that the Georgia Bulldogs are the number one team in the country heading into the into the SEC championship. That's fair. If they, if they beat down Florida, which I think their defense can, I think I think that's a fair assessment. I think that's their game. I mean, I don't LSU's trust Bo Nix gonna... right now. And LSU is not going to be impressive against Alabama, so they're not going to trust LSU in terms of rankings. So I think you're right about that. Yeah, I think there's a strong chance that the Georgia Bulldogs are the number one team heading into the heading into the SEC championship. I like that. Unless Alabama just doesn't lose, right? Because there's you're not going to fall from number one if you're Alabama. You just aren't. I mean, they have they've got Florida on the schedule, they've got Texas A&M on the schedule, and they've got LSU on the schedule in terms of ranked teams, and obviously. They have the Iron Bowl at the end of the, at the end of the season, so there are some there are more chances for Alabama to slip up than there are for uh, Georgia too. For sure, for sure. All right, OU, OU almost lost to Tulane. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's preview that here. We had uh, we had OU Tulane. I think it was what forty one to fourteen or thirty one to fourteen. Thirty seven uh, to fourteen. Thirty seven to fourteen at halftime, and you put up three points in the second half, Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. You should definitely be ashamed of yourself. Now, let me say this: I I had Oklahoma in a teaser, a four four man teaser, four point four team teaser, and they were the ones that caused that to not work. I teased them down to twenty five. Everything looked great at halftime, so I'm going to rip you a new one here, Oklahoma, because <laughs> I think it's I think it's utterly and completely ridiculous that you can only put up three points in the second half. The game was moved to Norman. And you guys couldn't put this Tulane team away. And you know what? My my big thing, and I'll say this once, I'll say this all the time. If you don't cover, I hope you lose. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. I like that. We you got, know me? I hope you lose. You have five days a week to listen to how Aaron's bets crap themselves. Of course, I had a crappy weekend too. But um, listen, Spencer Rattler looked, has looked rattled since he became an Oklahoma Sooner. I don't know what this dude's issue is, but Spencer Rattler – had 30 completions in the Oklahoma offense, which is very good, for 300 yards. That's like barely even 10 yards of completion in Oklahoma in a Lincoln Riley offense. That's insane. Like that cannot happen. Dude had eight carries for seven yards. That just, just doesn't happen. I just don't understand it. it. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, everything looked pretty smooth in the second quarter. They looked like, I mean, they, they had a 23 to nothing second quarter versus Tulane. Like you said, 37, 14 going into half. I mean, the first quarter was tied at 14 all, but you're right. Spencer Rattler just, I don't know. Uh, he was the consensus, like number one quarterback coming out in the next year's draft. Yep. Uh, but here, I mean, the question is here, we got about 30 seconds here before the next break with him and Sam Howell doing what they did on Saturday. Now I know it's week one. We don't want to overreact. It's a long season. But how has their stock taken a hit right now? Personally, I've got I, I believe that 
Sam Howell, I'm more impressed with because he had he lost four of his five best receivers. I know you, you talked about that on our spaces. By the way, check out the AM Drive spaces uh, when we can get them on Twitter. Um, we, we did a, we did a random one last night, which was really fun, and we'll talk about some of the topics again on Tuesday uh, in the Tuesday show. But um, mm. yeah, I don't know. Sam Howell just looked relatively mundane, and Spencer Rattler they got they got a lot of a lot of time left in the season to turn it up, but. Uh, it was not a great opening show for those two guys. Uh, we have so much more football to get to. I know it's it sounds like it's just going to be all football for college, and it pretty much is because we were away for almost, what, seven months. So on the other side, we are going to bring it back in, talking college football, recapping these games, and then we're going to give our top five after week one of the college football season. It's The Drive here on 12 Ounce Sports. To my bookie, you're ready to create an account and start making money. And we're here to help. And remember, you can get a bonus of up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Now you're ready to bet. Just go to mybookie.ag, visit the sports book, click on your bet, and input the amount you want to risk or win in the bet slip. Yes, it's that easy. Just remember, at my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Your favorite college at Fanatics.com. The largest assortment of officially licensed fan gear for more than 500 colleges. Every conference, every team. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com. Officially licensed everything. Let's face it, your shirt sucks. This is your average dress shirt. It serves one purpose and it doesn't even do a good job at it. They're stiff, scratchy, hot, and wrinkled like they were made to. This is the icy cotton shirt from Buttercloth, and it's gonna make you rethink every shirt in your closet. Buttercloth shirts are designed to look like a Friday night, but feel like a Sunday morning. Stop buying those marked up luxury brand dress shirts only to be let down when they feel like every other shirt. Buttercloth shirts are made with the finest long fiber cotton that feels soft and smooth against your skin. It's like you're being cuddled by a bunch of adorable puppies. Long fiber cotton produces luxuriously soft fabric that naturally keeps you cool in the summer and warm in the winter. I've never felt more comfortable in my life. Icy Cotton by Buttercloth takes it one step further. This revolutionary shirt is literally infused with mint fibers that make the fabric cool to the touch. Mint is also a natural odor repellent, so you'll smell nice and fresh all day long. Can't smell a thing. Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. To the AM Drive here on Twilight Sports Live, presented by Tide. We I apologize to the, <laughs> to the Vice Golf people. There, we'll get to you next. But so far, we have talked college football. We will keep on talking college football. But again, we're presented by Tide. We it is getting cold, 
So make sure to go to TideWeave, slash TideWeave. That's T-I-D-E-W-E for those that are listening. And shop the Pathfinders, the Muck Boots, the cold weather gear for your pow hunting season. Gotcha, dear. I knew that was going to work. And, hey, TwanSportsNetwork.com slash TideWeave. You know about it. You heard about it. Why don't you do it? Especially to my people listening in Georgia. This is Ian Driving. We're back talking college football. Aaron, the Iowa Hawkeyes in a top 25 matchup destroyed Indiana 34-6. Thoughts on this game, if any? So I will say of all the games this college football week, this was the one I got so wrong. Ooh. I had zero, very little faith in Kirk Ferentz to get this Iowa team hyped up. I definitely didn't think they could put 34 points on the board. I was all in on Michael Penix Jr., me too. And uh, he threw three picks, 14 to 31 for 156 yards. And wow. they got stomped out of the building. Now, I will say this. A buddy and I at work do a lot of in-game betting or, or second-half betting. <laughs> we were end, we did end up able to get our money back on Indiana covering the second-half line, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> they were already down 28 at that point. So we were able to end up getting the – the second half line, they were, they were plus one and a half, I think, or something like that in the second half. So obviously being tied in the second half, we were able to get our money back with that. But God, I, I can't believe I was so wrong on this. Kudos, tip of the cap to Iowa. They they showed up when I, I had no faith that they would. Well, I had I had faith because it was in Iowa. But God almighty, when Michael Penix Jr. Had this, did blowing his knee out, um, did that ruin I mean, 13 to 41 three picks is despicable and disgusting. Like, I don't care who you're playing. That should never happen in, if you're a good college quarterback. And obviously, he's an average college quarterback in that game. He was very well below average. But I mean, Iowa has good home, has a good home stadium, though. Oh, absolutely. I, I just I thought we could get the cover and maybe an upset win with Indiana. I mean, so many upsets happened this week. Uh, but they just they just never showed up. They never got off the bus. But I believe Indiana was actually ranked one spot higher because I think this was an 18-17 matchup. That was an 18-17 So they actually matchup. got their butt upset. Yeah, and one, uh, another one in the Big Ten, uh, Penn State-Wisconsin. What a snooze fest. Um, ended up having the under in that one, 51 and a half, which – Thank God. Thank God, yes. I couldn't <laughs> figure out a side. I will say this, that uh, <laughs> as crazy as this sounds, Wisconsin might miss Jack Cohn. <laughs> Right. Uh, transferred to Notre Dame. Uh, you basically, they just they looked pretty putrid on on offense. Graham Mertz, 185 yards and two picks, a QBR of 18.5. Not going to get it done. They were running the ball with Malusi, 121 yards and a touchdown. No secret there with uh, with Wisconsin and running backs. But um, Penn State, I gotta say, I uh, after an abysmal season last year, they look like they've turned it around. That's James Franklin's first win. Versus a top 15 team on the road. So uh, Penn State, hopefully Philly Pete and them can have uh, maybe some playoff aspirations if they can, <laughs> they, can be, uh, they can be relevant in the Big Ten this year. But uh, Wisconsin, it's tough to say it's an ugly, it's a terrible win, but they had so many chances. They dominated that game, and they just turned the ball over and missed field goals that it's just eventually going to kill you. 16 to 10 just can't get it done, even in the Big Ten. There's only um, four teams in the playoffs still this year. I know they claimed we're switching to eight, but still not happening. Well, so if you Penn if you State win the Big Ten, you're, the if, if you win the Big Ten, you're getting in the playoffs. Sorry, maybe not this year. I think so. I'm well. This is Ohio State. I don't see how you put in Penn State. Oh, if Georgia and Alabama, one of them has one loss, I don't care. <laughs> but then I mean, Clemson only. Oh, we have three months maybe. to talk about about that, Mike. We have three months. Of course. Iowa State survives. This is a, a weird flex. Survives Northern Iowa. <laughs> um, I could have swore I wrote down the score of this. No, they did 16-10. Yep, 16-10. 13-10 at halftime, and the second half was just paltry. I didn't catch this game, but I am on under Iowa State, nine and a half wins, so this would have been a nice start to that season-long bet. But we didn't get there. Iowa State eventually held on. But I will tell you this. They did not look like a team that's number seven in the nation. Um, they have a big matchup here coming soon uh, next week against Iowa. So we just talked about Iowa. Iowa, Iowa v. Iowa State. I think that's where game day is going to be. Um, the thing that scares me is if they don't get through – or if they do get through Iowa, I think they can get through the rest of their schedule. 
with the exception of obviously Oklahoma. I think they can beat virtually anybody else on their team. I was hoping they would they would go up against. Oh, they do go up against TCU. So if we can get one or two losses by the time they get through OU and TCU, I think our under bet's good. But um, let's hope you, Iowa can. You do realize they beat Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa. I just want to make sure you're you're. You're still, how are you not confident after barely beating Northern Iowa? I just want to wonder what's your because the idea. NFL, the NFL and college football are different. The NFL gets preseason games to get ready and get tuned up. If you look bad in Week One, that's wow. on you. If you look bad in Week One in college football, it's not necessarily a barometer for how your season's going to go. I mean, I'm, I'll say it again: it's Northern Iowa, though. Like, if you're number, you said number six, seven in the nation. Six FCS teams won games this week. But this never happens, though, is what I'm saying. So this it just was, happened with Washington and Montana, with a backup quarterback. I know for one play, but sixteen to ten is bad. Yeah. Well, I, I looked at I looked at the post game from Lincoln Riley uh, against Tulane, and he said, "Look, I walked into the locker room at halftime, saw my team. They thought the game was over. That's on me to be to get these guys more mentally prepared." As a football coach. So make the adjustments, and I think Oklahoma cruises the rest of the season. Not everyone can beat um, Nick Saban. Not everyone can beat Nick Saban. You know, obviously he stays hungry. Other guys do not. That's the difference. Um, well, that's that's the big question there. Are they all playing for second at this point? <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. UCLA upset LSU. Chip Kelly, Gatormouth, Ed Ogre. I'm <laughs> sorry. Ed, Ed Orgeron is a fraud. He has always been a fraud. And this weekend did not change things. UCLA really, the game was close. Like, 38-27 is kind of close. But you're LSU Tigers. And you're the national champions from a couple years ago. And you suck. Well, that team's gone. Yeah, you're right. The recruits that he did not recruit are gone. So now it's time for his team, and they are garbage. Yes, I, I don't disagree. Kelly, though. Not to not to argue back because I don't disagree with you that Ed Orgeron is not a very good coach, but the fact of the matter is is that Max Johnson had a really good day coming in as the backup quarterback. UCLA, maybe it's time to start crediting UCLA. I know we didn't give a lot of of thought to their win against Hawaii that they looked dominant against. Hawaii won this weekend, by the way. Maybe it's time to think that uh, Chip Kelly has righted the ship in Los Angeles. Well, do we? Do you give more blame to LSU or do you give more praise to UCLA? I'm I'm on the end of giving more praise to UCLA in this spot. You know, I am, but it's like a 51-49 kind of thing. Like, I I would say more praise, like def- definitively, but this LSU team was, was, wasn't good last year, and they look even worse this year. So, I mean, I don't know. UCLA's not ranked for a reason. Uh, I know that's just preseason bias. They're going to be ranked now. They're definitely going to be ranked. Well, oh, yeah, for sure. They now. should be. They should be. But And Chip Kelly deserves credit because he was fighting for his job this year. Let's be real. He was coaching for his job right now. Mm-hmm. And he has put together two statement wins. But it's only 51-49 because this LSU team is starting to become a laughing stock. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think they've got a they've got a tough two year position here. I mean, playing in the SEC, they're probably going to be if they don't get any better this year, they're probably going to be seven and five, eight and four at best. That's bad. Which is not good for SEC West. But you know what? If they were in the Pac twelve, an eight and four Pac twelve team is not bad. So it's all about being in the right spot at the right time. And I think UCLA right now is in the right spot at the right time. I mean, I look at the rest of their schedule here. They've got a lot of top twenty five opponents now. Just because Washington lost to Montana, do we just rule them out? No. I mean, I think they, they can beat Fresno. They can beat Stanford. They got a tough one against ASU. They're on the road at Washington, who will write the ship. They're on the road at Utah. They're on the road at USC. Chip Kelly doesn't is not out of the water yet just yet. This is a tough schedule for Chip Kelly. The USC did win, so shout out to the um, – what are they called? Trojans? No, shout out to the, the guy, the USC fans on our network. Oh, the, the- – the jungle guys? Yeah, the kings of the jungle. I don't think they're on our network anymore. Well, they were. I don't think so. Anyways, we don't need to sit and argue about that. Let's move on. Top five. Uh, let's move on to our top five here. I do want to shout out Mississippi State for a big, almost blown lead, uh, having to come back 21 points in the fourth quarter to beat Louisiana Tech. Kudos to you, SEC West, rah, rah, rah. But, uh, How do I skip that? That was my bad. That's okay. I'll uh, I'll throw that in there. But it is time for our top five, Mike, and I'll let you take the baton here. Number five, Clemson. They 
they did score three points. Their opponent scored 10 points. I think Dabo Sweeney and Brett Benables are going to have another pretty good year. Now, do they lose another game this year? Maybe. Because North Carolina showed they had their number a year or two ago. I do, and all the North Carolina losses, well, I understand that. But I think Clemson's still number five for me. Losing to number five in the nation as your number as a number three team on a neutral side is not a knock on anybody. They're still a top five team in the country. Number four, the Ohio State Buckeyes, who did win their game despite not maybe as convincingly as you would have liked. They still won. Number three, Oklahoma, Spencer Rattle and the Crucial. They could put up points in the first half. They just need to get it together and realize it's still a football team. Number two is Georgia. And number one is Alabama after stomping the dog crap out of the hurricanes and turning them into the Miami thunderstorms. Again, <laughs> Miami tropical storms. Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Clemson, Aaron, your turn. All right. Well, I'm going to take a little bit of a wrinkle, but we're generally the same. Uh, oh. At number five, I'm going to put Ohio State right now. Still a phenomenal team. Chris Olave is one of the best skill position players I've ever seen um, in college football. And, and as long as CJ Stroud can get him the ball, that guy can make some plays. I think first round pick wide receiver university, Ohio state, number five, right there at number four, I have the Cincinnati Bearcats. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. Why, why do you laugh, Mike? Why do you laugh? What's wrong? With it's you? just comical that you think they're better than any that Clemson because they lost to Georgia. That's funny to me. I don't have to think they're better than, than Clemson. I think after one week, I think they're the one of the top five teams in the nation. They've been doing it for almost two and a half years now, and it's time for these mid-majors to get some love. So right now, I'm throwing Cincinnati at number four. Number three, I am putting at Texas A&M. I, uh, I think that we have the run on SEC schools here, and we're going to show – the SEC is going to show at this point that they are incredibly dominant. Texas A&M – Thank you for playing, but pick up your parting gifts at the door. Here's one of your parting gifts. You get a number three ranking from me after week one because they got no shot against Alabama. Their quarterback no. threw three picks. That's okay. They stunned the game 51 to 10 or 41 to 10. That's fair. Number two, those Georgia Bulldogs that you love so much. Again, I think they are going to be, since they skip out on basically the entire meat of the SEC West other than Auburn, I think that they're going to be representing the East in the SEC championship against Alabama. And uh, anything can go in an SEC championship. We'll see what happens with that. And, of course, number one, because they are playing on a vastly different level than anybody else, they don't rebuild. They retool. They reset. The Alabama Crimson Tide are number one. And I think next week, if you are part of the AP Top 25 or if you are part of the coaches poll and they are not the unanimous number one selection, you deserve to lose a vote. Yes and no, because I do want to. Uh, if you vote Georgia, I will give you, I'll put you on probation. But if you vote anyone but Alabama and Georgia, you deserve to lose your vote. Fair. All right. Okay. We talk fair more enough. about it tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about UConn's coach after losing the Holy Cross here. We got a <laughs> couple minutes left in this, uh, this segment right here. UConn's coach has come out and said after that embarrassing performance and the lack of commitment from the, from the, from the school, I am retiring uh, effectively at the end of this season. UConn football at this point, buddy, just shut your program down. Shut the yeah, shut the football program down. That's what I wrote down too. Um, <laughs> I mean, Fresno State forty-five nothing is bad, considering I don't I didn't know there was that big of a drop off from UConn to Fresno State. But <laughs> holy, I've never seen a stat line ever for Holy Cross beat anybody. I just I, that's insane to me. Yeah, no, that's I have, insane. I one hundred percent agree to that. Um, we're gonna go ahead and take our last commercial break here of the show. When we come back, we do have one more. College football game to preview. It is Ole Miss versus Louisville. I almost said Louisiana. Ole Miss versus Louisville. No Lane Kiffin on the sidelines. What does that mean for this nine-point spread in favor of Ole Miss? So stick and stay on the other side. It is the AM Drive presented by 12-Ounce Sports. The socials are in the corner. Give us a follow. We'll be right back.
All right, and welcome back to the final segment here of the AM Drive presented by Vice Golf. You know, I've said it every week, they make premium golf balls, sell them over the internet and ship them directly to you. The balls are as good as anything out there. Mike's got the awesome orange Vice Golf hat right over there. If you can see it, yep, there it is, Vice Golf. Please visit Mike and Aaron Drive and click that Vice Golf logo, MikeAndAaronDrive.com. Click the Vice Golf logo when you're shopping. It helps out the channel and helps out the show, and we greatly appreciate it. All right, we got the last segment here. We're going to preview this Louisville and Miss Ole Miss game. Again, we have no Lane Kiffin in the opener after finding out that he uh, either tested positive or was in close contact with someone who tested positive. How is this stuff going to affect the college football season? Because I feel like it's so much more e – no, that's not the right way to say it. It's so much <laughs> easier to be held out of a game now because they're so – they're so involved in this contact tracing BS. It's happening a lot in the NFL too. I hate, I hate this stuff. Now, I don't want to get into the vaccination talk, but now they're talking about you're mandatorily going to be missing games if you're not vaccinated. Again, that's a whole other big issue. But this matter to Ole Miss against Louisville, two high-flying offenses. Ole Miss's defense was atrocious last year. They were last in the FBS at 519 yards a game. But Matt Corral in the offense, definitely going to find a way to put up 100 this week. Ole Miss is favored by how much? Nine or nine and a half, depending on where you look. I got Louisville. Yeah. Louisville, Louisville has been competitive the last couple of years. Even like, ever since Lamar Jackson left, they haven't been terrible. No, they haven't been good. I mean, nine is kind this of... Game's, this game's in Atlanta. Oh, so it's a neutral nothing. site field. It's a neutral site field. It means that, that Ole Miss doesn't have their coach or their fans because a lot of people aren't going to be making, even though it's Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, everybody, by the way. But a lot, yeah. you know, they're not going to have their full stadium of fans. So I, I, I'm with you. I kind of like the fact that Louisville's getting almost double digits. If it somehow goes to double digits, you're right. I'm still on Louisville, but I'm taking the nine, nine and a half wherever I can find it. And if it gets to 10, I'm firing it again. Ooh, that could be a new low. That could be a new slogan for for betting. <laughs> if it gets yeah, to ten, I'm firing it again. <laughs> oh wow, okay. I, like I that. mean, yeah, I just think Louisville is. I mean, I mean, if they're high flying offense and against like, I'm I'm okay with that. I'll take plus nine and a half. That's fine. Yeah, I think my my pick here is plus nine, plus nine and a half, and I'm gonna take the under seventy five and a half. I think we're getting a game, probably in each team in the thirties. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take each team. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Louisville. Or I'm gonna take Ole Miss, 31 to 30. I think that's what we get here. Huh. And I don't. I don't know if I. If I is this 75? 75 and a half. Yep. I'll, I'll go with you on the under. All right. Fair enough. I think we uh, we get our last game. I love college football. I, I could talk about college football <laughs> for all five days of our show. By the way, reminder: we are on five days a week. Monday, Tuesday, hump day, Thursday, Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. You've got to love it. All right, let's get into some golf here. Um, I know that uh, some of the bets didn't go through, but we were taking a lot of flyers last Wednesday. Um, I'm going to go over these bets. Obviously, Patrick Cantlay wins the Tour Championship and ultimately wins the FedEx Cup, winning $15 million. He held off John Rahm, who was the unofficial favorite. I didn't think I didn't think John Rahm was going to be able to turn it on like that, but right now he seems like he's one of the best players on the planet. Um, but recapping here, uh, we didn't have a ton of high scores based on the, where the guys started. Um, obviously, our Bryson DeChambeau, our JT, our DJ, and our and our uh, uh, who else did we have? We had Tony Finau. They all did not come in. It is yeah, Bryson fumbled the bag. God dang it! Bryson fumbled. Um, we didn't do so well either on our, our our matchups. Actually, we got skunked. We got skunked last week. A zero, right? Yeah, I uh, I had. Well, did, Justin Johnson didn't do well either, did he? Uh, not in terms of my bets. No, he did not do well. Wow. Uh, I had Stuart Sink over Eric Van Ruyen. I think Sink lost by a stroke or two. I had Bryson DeChambeau over Rom. We know that that obviously was a loss. And I had DJ over JT. And I think JT finished third or fourth um, in the in the final standings. Xander Shoffley. We had twenty eight to one on Xander Shoffley. I believe he actually skyrocketed up the leaderboard again. These guys were just too far ahead. I will say this, though, full disclosure, because I didn't say it on the show, but if you are following us on AM Drive Picks, I did take Patrick Cantlay in the final round at minus 125. 
he held on. So we salvaged the weekend. We broke even. Actually, I think we made like 27 bucks. But again, please follow us continuously on AM Drive Picks because just because Wednesday is the only day that I made picks last week does not mean it's the only picks I made. So if you follow us relatively frequently, you can get up-to-date picks. I know Mike put his on there too. Definitely put some no-scared, no-fear bets into college football week one, and it did not turn out well for you. But, but your NFL week one way-too-early bets are on there right now as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, I do want to say that it was a boring weekend until that final shot for Eagle that Rom tried, and like he just skipped past the hole. I'm like, oh, that was kind of cool. <laughs> but it was really a boring weekend because Cantley really was kind of controlled it. It was kind of and Bryson DeChambeau not being there kind of pissed me off. But I think that John Rom think he was there the Thursday end, and Friday. He was there Thursday and Friday, Saturday and Sunday. He kind of fell off. Yeah, but I, I just like the fact that John Rom did have like the kind of the chip shot there almost that could have been really freaking cool for a playoff but obviously nothing happened so you talked about this off the air and i kind of wanted to touch base on it now player of the year is a different award than obviously the fedex cup and you're saying that a lot of pundits and a lot of experts could potentially give that to john rom one because of the major but two because of also his finishes in major tournaments this year over patrick cantley who won on the pga tour four times including the last two, the BMW and the Tour Championship, and ultimately the FedEx Cup. I, I think that's a tough one. I, I don't think they could go wrong either way, but um, I, so, I think ultimately somebody winning fifteen million dollars when they're in one day when their career earnings were fourteen million over their life. Now, does that does that bode well? I, I kind of you've actually maybe made this an argument for me. I think I could totally see John Rom becoming the Player of the Year this year. Joel M B all that's Joel M B E A L L a verified account said Rom finished fifth, eighth, third in a win, and and I'm um, including that second place where he finished tied for third. I don't know. Anyways, Cantley missed the cut twice in the four majors and finished twenty-third and fifteenth. Yeah, he definitely was wasn't around in majors. I actually was able to fade him a few times in majors this year. Uh -huh. But um yeah, it, it poses an interesting question. Like, just because it's it's kind of like the MVP question or the player of the year question. Just because you won the Super Bowl, does that make you the MVP or does that make no. you the player of the year? No. Just because you're the best quarterback on the best team, does that always make you the Heisman Trophy winner? Most of the time, but not every time. I mean, you could argue like Mac Jones didn't even sniff a vote last year and, and uh, Devonta Smith took it. The best quarterback on the best team really wasn't a factor in the Heisman voting. So I could totally see John Rom being player of the year because not only did he have such great finishes in the majors, including winning one. Don't forget, he was going to win the Memorial Tournament, but then he got DQ'd for having COVID and he was forced to sit out the final round, which Patrick Cantlay won. Ooh. That's a big thing. That's one less win for Patrick Cantlay because John Rom would have won it. And then I don't even—I don't even know if we're talking about that. Is Patrick Cantlay the FedEx Cup champion if he doesn't win the Memorial? I don't know. I'm pissed that um the FedEx Cup standings allows you to miss the cuts twice in four major tournaments and still have a chance to win. And that's just—it's really really stupid to me. Well, it's all about how that's much you play as well. I mean, almost all about how much you play as well. They're—they're they're trying to encourage their golfers to be on if not every, then most every event. Well, It's an interesting system. I, I don't hate it. I don't like the way they start in the in the tour championship. There's a lot of, there's for as much good as there is, there's not a not a whole lot of bad. It, 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 it used to be the situation where Tiger would only show up on the majors in a few of the big tournaments. So they've, been, they've devised a system to make you have to show up. You want that $15 million prize? You got to show up to more events. Where is the, when is the next golf tournament? Uh, they're going to take a few weeks off. I, um, is it I, a few weeks or is it a few months? Uh, I think it's a few weeks off. I think, oh start back, I think they start back up in October, I think. That's I know that, dumb. The, I know that the, uh, the COVID really messed up this season. So they may take a little bit more time to give these guys. Um, I know the rider, the rider cup is at the end of this month. So that's going to be the next big, big thing. It's the rider cup. Imagine having, but, having a championship and then three weeks later, oh, we're back to the Ryder Cup. That doesn't make any sense. Well, the Ryder Cup wouldn't have been this year. It would have been last year. So it's uh, it's interesting. Yeah, and then they start back up with the Shriners and the Sanderson Farms in September and October. So 
It's going to be fun. I think John Rahm wins player of the year. You've convinced me. So, all right, we are going to wrap it up here. We are going to be back tomorrow on Tuesday, same time, same place, same channel. For Mike, I am Aaron. We appreciate it. This, we appreciate you listening. This is the AM Drive on 12 Ounce Sports. We'll see you tomorrow.